Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day weekend and were able to take some time off and relax if you weren't having to go to work. We had a really relaxing weekend up at the family's cabin. And then we also spent some time at the Minnesota State Fair on Labor Day. And I'm a little biased, obviously, but Minnesota has one of the best state fairs out there. And it's definitely one of the best places you can go for some great people watching, that's for sure. After a few hours there, though, my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, we're good. We are ready to head back home and can take a break for a whole nother year because although it's really fun, lots to see, lots to do, lots of food to try, it can be overstimulating to say the least because it can be pretty packed. I wanted to hop on here today to talk about the seven types of rust. And this is a concept from Dr. Dalton Smith's book, which is called Sacred Rest. And I want to provide an overview how getting these types of rests can hopefully help with the burnout that you can experience or may experience in the future working in medicine, as well as how these types of rests can affect your health, your happiness, your relationships, creativity, and productivity. How many of you have gotten plenty of sleep in the sense of at least eight hours, nine hours, even 10 hours of sleep at night, but yet you still wake up feeling absolutely exhausted and fatigued? I know I have. And certainly fatigue, as you know, can be a chief complaint of a whole multitude of underlying medical concerns or mental health concerns or things like that. A lot of it could be due to the fact that you just may not be getting enough rest in multiple sense of the word. So we tend to think of the physical rest, which is one type. But again, there are six types that I would like to review with you today. So let's start with the first type of rest that you are very likely the most familiar with called physical rest. If you do not get enough sleep or if you are overworking your body your energy could be depleted and drained very easily. There are both passive and active types of physical rest. And with passive, sleep is the most common type. Obviously, you need several hours of sleep every night for your body to passively physically rest. Some people also will find that taking power naps could be helpful if needed. And then there's active physical rest. And some ideas of those are stretching your body, getting a massage, or even using an ergonomic chair and desk setup. The next type of rest 
is mental rest. And if you are not getting enough mental rest, it's because you are very likely overthinking. Who can relate to this? I'm sure many of you can because a lot of us can be on the verge of overachievers and type A personalities. And a lot of people that have those types of personalities can tend to have a little bit of underlying anxiety symptoms too. And that overthinking can just make your mind race. So here are some things that can help with that. You could create checklists and check things off as you go. So checklists can be used for your to-do projects, can be used for a packing list if you are going on a trip or going out of town, and they can be used for grocery shopping or things like that as well. Also, the act of physically writing down your list can be helpful to get it out of your mind so that you're not having to overthink. If you can also somehow separate your work and your life, that can also help with your mental rest. So maybe on your way home from work, if you had a stressful day, maybe you listen to music or your favorite podcast, and that's kind of part of your ritual that you have to take a step back from your stressful day at work and then get home focused on other things. This one can be a hard one for me as well, but if you can take a break from problem solving. So maybe you can relate to this, but I am a very analytical and future-oriented person that likes to do lots of planning. So because of that, I feel like I'm always trying to constantly solve problems throughout the day, whether it's at work or at home. And some people can find that meditating can be helpful for getting some mental rest too. Or if you are spiritual, doing devotions or praying as well can be helpful. And then the third type of rest is social rest. So take a look at all of your relationships in your life, your friends, your family members, your colleagues at work, and evaluate those. Who are the people that light you up, that give you energy, that you can't wait to talk to, to chat with, to try to spend time with? And who are the people who just feel like they're constantly draining your energy or they're really not a joy to be around because you feel as though they're always complaining or perhaps talking poorly about others and you don't really want to get caught up in that? Well, spend more time with the people in the first group and try to spend less time with people in the second group. And certainly that could be difficult if some people in the second group that seem to steal your energy are family members or work colleagues that you feel like you have to spend a lot of time with, but I'm sure you could get a little bit creative of finding ways to just cut back on your time in their presence, so to speak. And also try to be active about keeping those in the first group as active relationships in your life, making sure you're still touching base with them, meeting with them out for coffee or for lunch or something like that. And if you are also running on the introverted side of things like me, make sure that you take time to block out time to spend time at home if you are a bit of a homebody as well as time to be alone. I do enjoy socializing and meeting others and talking with people so much, but after a long day of that, it really does drain my energy. So I love introverting at home by myself at times too. And the fourth type of rest is spiritual rest. Spiritual rest can come in a lot of different flavors for different people. Obviously, if you are a spiritual person and faith-focused, participating in faith-based activities 
can help you with your spiritual rest. So those types of activities for Christians like myself might be going to church, talking with other believers and friends at church, reading and learning more about the Bible and about God, and whether or not as though you feel as though faith is important or that you're spiritual, consider trying to find a job and a work environment that you feel as though is purpose-driven. Having a sense of purpose in life can help so much with fulfillment and can help so much with your mental health as well. Another way that you could get spiritual rest is volunteering, because volunteering is a way to be part of something that is bigger than yourself. It can also help provide a sense of community. Having a great community and surrounding yourself with people that you feel are your tribe, so to speak, can really help with you feeling as though you're part of something bigger than you. And the fifth type of rest is sensory rest. So in the modern times, most of us are very overstimulated. And if you think about it, that's very fatiguing for your mind and your body. So what does overstimulated mean living as a modern human? Well, think about it. The first thing you do when you wake up might be that you're reaching for your phone, you're checking messages, you're checking your social media. Then you might turn on the news, you might listen to the radio. On your way to work, you might see billboards, you might listen to the radio or podcast in your car on the way. And depending upon your role in medicine, you may be almost constantly bombarded with different things that you need to focus your attention on all day long. And especially when I was working in family medicine, it would be pretty constant where it was like, okay, now I'm seeing a patient. Now I'm working on the chart. Often those things are simultaneous where I'm trying to work on typing up my note in the EMR within the chart while I'm seeing the patient. I get back to my desk. I have to put in lab orders or imaging orders. Oh, and also I have to go check my tasks, my in-basket to see what types of messages I got from patients or phone calls or lab results or refill requests. And it was just so constant all day long. Fortunately, all of that has been cut back a bit working in psychiatry for me personally, but really evaluate your roles. Evaluate all of that information that is constantly going into your brain. Is it sustainable for you? Do you feel as though maybe you need to try to find a different type of position Are there ways that you can take a break from social media? Try to make sure that all of your notifications are turned off on your phone or even on your computer. So those notifications can be both the sounds as well as the visual alerts, because if you are focused on a task and you're seeing those or hearing those notifications come through, you're being distracted again and not focusing on the task at hand. Also having a relaxed setting in the evening after work can be helpful to help your body sort of unwind and not be on such sensory overload all the time. So some suggestions for that could be relaxing music, candles, having your fireplace turned on, having a soft blanket. Maybe you have a weighted blanket, which can be helpful too for a lot of people. Maybe you're taking a warm soak in the bathtub. These are all suggestions to consider to try to help with your sensory rest. The sixth type of rest that may need improvement to help with your overall fatigue is emotional rest. And emotional rest is needed when you feel as though you can't quite be your authentic self every day. And I feel as though many of us healthcare providers 
probably struggle with emotional rest. And we feel like we really can't quite be our full authentic selves all day long every day. And it's hard to be always smiling, completely upbeat, completely professional, when sometimes different people at work are making you want to feel differently and react differently. So some examples could be maybe administration is putting pressure on you to do things. Maybe you have rude or demanding patients that are telling you the type of controlled substance medication that they need to fix their problems or that they need an antibiotic for their cold. And you feel as though you have to really sugarcoat your response because also remember that they can also rate you or grade you on the scale on the survey that they can get later too. We certainly do have to be professionals working in medicine, but at the same time, those constant drainers of energy all day long can really affect our emotional rest. So to help with that, try to spend time with people that you can be your authentic self around. So maybe that's your family, your significant other, your friends, other colleagues at your work, other PAs if you are a practicing PA. And I think that it can be pretty healthy to listen to each other, validate each other's feelings, and vent a little bit and then try to move on. You certainly don't want to get stuck in that place of feeling down and feeling frustrated, but when you can discuss how you're feeling with people that understand and that you can be authentic around, that can be helpful. Sometimes people will find that talking with a therapist can be helpful for their emotional rest as well. And the seventh type of rest is creative rest. So appreciating creativity or beauty in multiple different types of ways can be helpful for this. So you could appreciate and enjoy natural beauty. Maybe you love nature and you go for a walk in the woods or on the beach. Maybe you watch a sunrise or a sunset. Maybe you go camping to try to unwind and enjoy the natural world around you. Maybe you go fishing and enjoy spending time out on the lake. You could also appreciate and enjoy human-created beauty. And maybe that is enjoying some live music, reading some of your favorite books, watching some movies, or going to a museum, or looking at other people's art or crafts that they've created. And maybe you create your own arts and crafts as well. So now that you know the seven types of rest that you can consider focusing on, I hope you can see and identify that it's not just physical rest that you need. You don't just need to sleep to feel well rested. Your body gets energy from all of these different types of rests, both physical energy as well as mental energy. And instead of trying to focus on all of them all at once, try to pick the top one or two of these types of rests that you feel as though you need the most help with and focus on those first and see how you feel. Dr. Dalton Smith also created a quiz that you could take. It's called the Rest Quiz, and it's found at restquiz.com. And you can take that quiz to try to decipher which types of rest you could focus on to start with because it can help you identify which ones you are most deficient in. So I will include a link to that quiz as well as a link to her book in the show notes. So make sure you check both of those out if you are interested in 
reading her book or listening to her audiobook, you can order them through the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking a listen today. And I hope that this information was helpful for you to try to get more rest in your life so you feel more energetic, less burnt out, and more happy overall on your journey to financial independence. I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.